Hi, welcome to the Trail Runners Experience. It's actually Trail Runners Experience Side Jog. <laughs> That's my, right. And my name is Daniel. Hello, and I'm Kate. I'm Daniel's wife. My wife. Sorry, I've got to stop doing the Borat impression every time I say my wife. You do. <laughs> Today's episode of Side Jog is going to be kind of fun and different. And we're going to talk about something um, that is, oh, we're going to take a walk and we're going to do, right. go, we're going to jump in our time machine and okay. go even further back than oh, last time. Oh, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about walking. Okay. Except walking. Do you mean pedestrianism? Pedestrianism, yes. indeed. Okay. This is so great. I actually, believe it or not, I thought the word pedestrian just had was just like a fancy word for walking, which is it, it is. Yeah. However. Yes. And when you go, you know, when you're driving down the road and you see signs that says "Watch for pedestrians." Yes. I've always thought, why don't they use the word "Watch for walkers"? Because the word "walkers" has less letters. Then pedestrians. And pedestrian's a big word. But anyway, it has a big history. It does. So anyway, okay. is that too much information? No, no, no. I've never known. I, look, this is a real insight into what goes on in your brain, Daniel, because mm. I've often seen you looking at the sign that says to beware of pedestrians, and I've seen a faraway look in your eye, and I've often mm. wondered what's going on there, and now I know there's well, nothing. It's just you thinking that walkers. It's more succinct. You know, look out for walkers. Yeah. What if I'm not walking though? Pedestrian means a person going about their business. Well, it means walking. Does it not? It means walking. It just means walking. Essentially, I think. I think the. Um, I think the the spirit of watch out for pedestrians. I think the spirit of it is people going about their business. Many which is slightly different. True. But explain to me. All right. So well, many years ago, actually, in my life, this is not the podcast but i remember my brother my older brother yeah so he saw a sign and it said watch out for pedestrians but yeah. he misread it he did and he said watch out for pedestrians <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up pedestrians oh, and, and so you, there are watch out for pedestrians so this is all about pedestrians and look i think we can we can blame shannon for pedestrians and what's our other one that he said that i love so much Jalapenos. He Hel called jalapenos jalapenos. Yes, my older brother. He's a funny man. Anyway, right. carry on. Okay, so we're going to talk about pedestrianism. Believe yes. it or not, in the 1800s. Lay it on me. In the 1800s, pedestrianism, which is long-distance walking, yep. was the most popular sport in the Western world. Now, when you talk about long-distance walking, are you talking just walking or are you talking like race walking? Are you is there a specific way you had to do it or no. was it just getting from A to B, not running? Uh, essentially. Yeah, okay. Just, uh, All right. Yeah. So the, the so rules were basically, so it's basically, I'm not going to give you a full history of pedestrianism. However, yeah. in short, what it is, because we're going to talk about something very specific, Yeah. but pedestrianism, quite often people would wager bets and go, I, you know, I bet you I can walk from this town to that town. Kansas to and, yeah, Mississippi. And then they'd, they'd, they'd put money on it. Right. And it was very big in, in America and the UK. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it sort of gave way to these multi-day events like yeah. we have today, yeah. um, like six-day racing and things like that where you go around a loop. For And isn't there a transcendental thing in New York City where you – That's a running event. That's a ah, of course. Sorry. Yes. That the, the trans the, I think the transcendental race. Actually, we'll talk about that at another 
in and another episode. Right. Yeah, because that, that's something I've got in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. But um, so but specifically, so there were people who were doing all kinds of amazing feats, and people. All right, would but watch just it. to be clear, there yeah. was no technique, no specific technique needed to be used like in race walking today not to that not yeah exactly excellent so carry on it was purely about feats of endurance okay but yeah. not you couldn't run you couldn't like wait till you got around the corner and do no. a jog had to be what are you deaf no i just want to be specific there was no governing body there was no it was one, just there were no people going for a walk it's quite often just people going to the to the to walk a lot of the alcohol was involved excellent okay oh, really it, men uh, mostly, we're going to get into it. Okay. Okay, but we're going to Carry talk on. specifically yes. about a thing <clears throat> called the Barclay match. Oh, the Barclay match. It sounds like tennis, and it, uh, but it's not tennis. No. So, the Barclay match was a famous pedestrian race that took place in 1809. 1809 in, in England. Okay. Okay. And so, as as I mentioned before, pedestrianism was a very popular sport in the 18th and 19th centuries, mm -hmm. which involved running. Oh, you could run a bit, <laughs> walking or running for long distances within a set time limit. However, the running, not as many people ran. Most people walked. Yeah. Okay. The it's Barclay easy. match was organised by a man named Robert Barclay Allardyce, who was a Scottish landowner who was known for his long-distance walking abilities. Mm. He proposed a challenge to walk 1,000 miles in 1,000 hours, okay, which would basically mean you walk one mile per hour for 42 days. Okay. So is this a little bit like a like a backyard ultra type scenario where on the hour you walk the mile and then stop? Yeah, essentially. Excellent. Except that the modern backyard ultra is, as if, for those that don't know, is at 6.6. .6 seven kilometers is there a specific distance i thought it was between yeah. six and seven k's no it's usually i think it's about 6.7 or 6.67 kilometers oh. and that's on the hour every hour this is a little different mm -hmm. okay we'll get into it though the Roger challenge that. was taken up by two pedestrians so robert barclay who was known as captain robert barclay oh the captain um and a guy by the name of john Stuart, but get this, not yes. the not the comedian. His, oh. This guy, his middle name, his, his sorry, not his middle name. His nickname was Walking. So you know he's good if his middle name is Walking, John Walking Stuart. And so everyone just called him Walking. That was his name, Walking. Yeah, John Walking Stuart. And Captain Barclay was a member of the aristocracy, right? Of course he was. He's and a captain, and he had a reputation as a very skilled pedestrian. Mm -hmm. Walking Stuart, on the other hand, yeah. was a working-class athlete who was known for his endurance. Oh, the underdog. He was underdog. Oh, I feel Just, like I know where this is going. I'm very one of, excited. One of, the, one of the people. One of the – anyway. Yeah. So they had a, they, a, a battle. Yep. So they, in Newmarket, England, the yep. race began on the 1st of June, 1809. Now, keep in mind, one mile every hour – Okay, it's not only, yeah. but it can be done in some different ways. Okay. Okay, so this is going to be, this is 42 days. Uh-huh. Okay. Of not being able to sleep. Well, you can't sleep for very long, you know. No. But long, kind of, it's difficult. Not you, At best, you might get, well, explain to you their strategy. Holy okay? smoke, should be a zombie. Okay. Okay. And it attracted a large number of spectators. Okay, and often well, the spectators didn't have a lot to do back then. Did yeah, they? but it was exciting. They'd put bets on it. They would yeah. also sit around and do a lot of drinking yeah. and gambling. Yeah, obviously, hey, I hear the captain and Walker are going to 
face off. Yeah, Let's get a bottle of scotch and head on down. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a long time right, ago. Fair enough. So both men walked on a track that was specifically built for the event. And they were allowed. Really? Yeah. Huh. And they were allowed to have their meal breaks. Okay, similar to the last one, standing races of today, except they simply had to complete one mile per hour whichever way they could. A popular strategy that was adopted in subsequent Barclay matches was to do two miles at a time. Was to walk a mile in the last 15 minutes of the hour and then the first 15 minutes of the next hour. Therefore, that would give them a full 90 minutes to, to sit, have a little have, sleep. Have a sleep, yeah. Ooh. So good strategy. Okay, so 90 minutes is a fair while. Yeah. But also, if when you're getting tired, yeah, it's you're going to fall into a deep sleep. Yeah. And they didn't know that, know anything about recovery at the time. No. But anyway, we'll go. So, yeah. Anyway, how long is a sleep cycle? A sleep cycle, I think, is about 90 minutes. So maybe it would oh, work. Okay. The Barkley match was – this match was closely followed by – the public. I like that they call it a match and not a race. Yeah. It, it makes it interesting. It does. And the two pedestrians became national heroes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really great. popular. In yeah. the end, Captain Barclay won the challenge, oh. completing the 1,000 miles in the 1,000 hours with just 45 minutes to spare. So he yeah. was all right. Yeah. Um, walking Stuart fell short of the goal, completing 900 miles before he was forced to, to just drop out oh. due to exhaustion. He would walk 900 miles. But not. F- but he wouldn't walk nine hundred more. The proclaimers were. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking about that because he actually says, "I would walk five hundred miles, and, and I, I would walk five hundred more." Yeah. So, so it should be a thousand miles. So they were singing a song about the Barclay match. Wonder if they were. Maybe they're Scottish. The captain was Scottish. Hey. <gasps> Imagine if the proclaimers are like his great great grandsons or something. Yes. It would oh, be. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so that was it. The Barkley match, as I said, was closely followed. Uh, he dropped out. Um, blah, blah, blah. Where was I? With 100 miles to go. 100 miles to go. It was oh. an important event in the history of pedestrianism and it paved the way for the for future long distance walking and running events. Yeah. But it also demonstrated the power of human endurance and the ability of individuals to push themselves to their physical limits. Yeah, yeah. And then that, and then, but this was all men. So this is a time when women yeah. were seen as very fragile. Yeah. And that is the word that was used, women's fragility. Yeah. Um, 1809. Now, when was the oh, suffragette movement? I don't know. About 100 years ago. I think so. So this is even, this predates that. Yeah. Okay. So the, the first woman to attempt the Barclay match. Yeah was one year later, Ooh. okay, in, in 1810. Um, she was just scoping it out, you know. She didn't want to be the first one in. She was making sure that those dudes didn't end up looking like fools. <laughs> and anyway, so it was a year later. The Lady Harriet, her name was Lady Harriet Mordaunt, oh. and who took the challenge in 1810, uh, just one year after the original match. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Harriet was very wealthy, uh, again, an aristocrat. Yeah. If your name is Lady. Yeah. And she was an avid sportswoman. So uh, probably only pe- women in her position could do, yeah. could participate in sports. Yeah. Okay. And she was, but she was known for her war- long-distance walking abilities because, again, it was a very popular sport. Well, what did well ladies talked do about. back in the day? They went for a walk. Yeah. That's all you could do. Yeah, but they wore their big dresses and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, they had all the skirts on and no underpants. No one wore underpants then. Yeah. It was just skirts. At the time, it was seen as scandalous 
for a woman to engage in such physically demanding um, activities. Okay, and Lady Harriet faced lots of criticism both from both the public and the media for attempting really? the challenge. Nevertheless, what did they think was going to happen? I'm oh, I mean, I know what they all thought was going to happen. But anyway, her brain would shrivel, her uterus would fall out. We're in 2023, yeah. and women are still fighting for uh, to, I know. to be treated like men I know. or similar, yeah, uh, equals, I should say. Anyway, this is 1810, not 1809. Yeah. Anyway, it was a year after the 1809 match. Yes. At the um, so yes, she was determined to prove that women were capable of endurance feat just as men were. So Lady Harriet walked on a track that was again specifically built for her Woo! in the gardens of her family's estate in Walton on Thames. Huh. Yeah. So were people allowed to come in and observe? She, yeah. On her grounds? Absolutely. Oh, that's cool. She had to complete the 1,000 miles in 1,000 hours, just like the original Barclay match. However, unlike the male competitors, because she was a woman, she was not allowed to take breaks for sleep or meals. What? They, and they had to walk continuously throughout the challenge. Because she's a woman? They didn't want her to succeed. Yeah, True. Lady Harriet's what attempt. A pack of assholes. Her attempt at the Barclay match was closely followed by the public, and she received support from many women's rights groups I bet she and did. activists uh, who saw her as a pioneer for gender equality. However, after just nine days of walking, which yeah. is still a really long time, it's a really long time to go without food. She was and forced sleep. to abandon the challenge due to exhaustion, and she had become quite ill. Okay. Oh, shit. Despite her failure, though, mm. the Barclay match, um, Lady Harriet attempt was a significant milestone in the history of women's sports. Yeah. And it paved the way for future generations of women to participate in this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we go, now we're going to fast forward because, you know, women uh, are just, you know, have obviously it's a long struggle for equality. It is. And now I've lost the year, but. I think it was about 60 years later, so it was quite a long time. Oh, okay. So pedestrianism was popular for a really long period of time. Yeah. It was, and then in the 19th century, a woman named Emma Sharp, mm -hmm. okay, she actually became the first woman um, to complete the Barclay match. Ah. Okay. The milestone, okay, took place at a 120-yard roped-off course in England, mm -hmm. uh, in Bradford, and at a, it was based at a pub, okay? okay? And so... Well, you're going to want to lay your bets and have a drink, aren't you? Yep. So she was in her early 30s at the time, and she'd informed her husband, John, yeah. um, about her plans to follow the footsteps of the renowned pedestrian, Robert Barclay. Mm -hmm. um, the captain. Yeah, Captain Barclay was captain. popularly known as, yes. and become a pioneer in the process. She began her extensive walk on September 17, uh -huh. okay, um, with no actual training, but she had lots of determination. Yeah. She walked steadily for 30 minutes at a time, and so she would take that strategy that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. She would walk the last 15 minutes of each hour, mm -hmm. or the of one hour, and then the first 15 minutes yep. of the next hour. Yeah, makes sense. And then she could have a 90-minute break um, at the at the Quarry Gap Hotel, mm -hmm. which so she there was an arrangement made with the pub with yep. the publican yep. that if people wanted to come and see her, they had to actually he put it on for her. he hosted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So she they um but they charged people to come in. Yeah. And watch, or oh, they're coming to his because the pub had like um, 
grounds, Ooh, you know, fantastic. like a beer garden of sorts oh, of today, except mile round beer garden. Yeah, but no, it was only a hundred. No, no. Oh, it, sorry, it was one hundred and twenty yards. One hundred and twenty yards. So she, they worked out. I don't know how long a yard is. I think it's about just under a meter. Yeah, and so. Um, She'd walk that to a mile worth and then another mile worth. You got it? Right. So a lot of laps. Yeah. And then. um, That is a lot of laps. Yes. But then people would, the agreement was Mm. people would pay the publican to come in. Yep. And watch. And she would get a cut of the takings. Ah, fantastic. Her and her her husband. Okay. Great idea. Yeah. And so anyway, over the course of six weeks. Yeah. She persevered through the grueling walk, okay, and she had she got early on she got painful swelling in her ankles, oh, like all the fluid did. sort of gathered in her ankles, yeah, and lack of sleep, and also the this is the craziest part because of the cultural perception of women, yeah, being too um too fragile, too fragile for such strenuous activity, yeah, you know, people were really unhappy about it. She faced criticism, um. Also, because of what she chose to wear. Oh, because no. she what chose, was she wearing? She wore men's clothing. <gasps> I know. She wore, well, she what wore, was she, she wore a suit. She wore a, oh, bless, okay. a track suit, <laughs> if you will. Yes, but it was more of a formal An suit. But it was suit, more yes. comfortable than what, um, than the, all the skirts. The skirts and whatnot. Oh. And, um, okay. It was more comfortable and it was deemed more inappropriate. Anyway. I can't believe they still make women. Wear dresses to do sports for certain sports. Like netball. And tennis and shit like that. It's ridiculous. Yes. Um, It is. It is ridiculous. Anyway, people should be able to wear what they want. Okay, back to the story. Yes. Um, No, that's a relevant sidebar. Thank you. Just keep an eye on the old microphone there. Got that. Okay. Um, She continued walking day and night. With more than a hundred thousand people estimated to have turned out at one point or another to watch her. Wow! And um, approximately twenty-five thousand spectators were on hand when she finally reached her goal of one thousand miles yes. at five fifteen a.m. on October 29th. That's awesome! How many people were there? Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand people. It was like packed. You know, like well, you think as you said, there's not as much to do at the time. No. I, I read when I read the twenty five thousand thing. I thought, is it an overestimation? Because it was. Do they mean two thousand five hundred? No, I double che- and multiple oh sources said twenty five thousand. But I did. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably true. Yeah. Because it's such a huge feat. Well, because people were paying to get through the door. Oh, of course, to, yeah, so, so they, they would know. Yes. Oh, she's going to get rich. And her achievement was not without opposition, though. So mm-hmm. she'd done it. As some individuals who had placed bets against her completing the challenge. Yeah, oh, they would have been They crossed. carried out unpleasant and even illegal measures to thwart her progress. <gasps> However, Sharp persevered and ultimately prevailed. With 18 police officers wearing civilian clothes yeah. assigned to help protect her against the unruly spectators. Are you for real? Undercover police officers. Um, what were these people trying to do? Well, good question. Well, Sharp earned a substantial amount of money from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, before I get to that bit, what was amazing is so they um, people would throw hot embers onto the, the track in front of her at night time, so she'd burn like her, her clothes would catch on fire or her. What? Um, also, people would try and punch her and kick her, just commit straight up violence. Whoa! And um, she had a friend of hers walked. 
towards in the last few days, yeah, there were she had a male friend walk with a a gun, a, r- a rifle, just in front, a few steps. You in can't front see of her. it, but Daniel is holding an imaginary rifle in his hand, and he's been doing it for a little while, and I didn't yeah. know what he was holding. Yeah, it's a, and and it's right. Yeah, yeah, that's me loading my imaginary rifle. Wow, so. People were so threatened by this woman going for a walk that they had to be held back with violence, like with guns. She did even worse things, okay, even worse. Really? So they tried to attack her with chloroform and to make her, and they tried, and also, like I said, people would run on to try and attack her with chloroform. Oh, my goodness. Um, She was even... She even ended up carrying a gun herself oh, really? that she would fire into the air when people got too close and were trying. Amazing. Yeah. And <gasps> so all that. And but they tried to poison her food when she was having breaks at well, the Well, at club. least she was allowed to eat now. Yeah. So, well, this is many years after the yeah. first yeah. woman. And so she earned a substantial amount of money from, from her share of the ticket sales. Yeah. Um, uh, in an interview that was conducted in 2009, so... Many years later, yeah, 150 odd years later, her great great granddaughter, a woman named Kathy Nickel, mm. was uh, talked about how she was not doing it for the money. And this is a quote and said, I think she did it to show she could do it and put women on the map. Yes, and um, Sharp's achievements paved the way for other women to participate in athletic endeavors and broke down societal barriers that had previously prevented wow. women from engaging in this kind of stuff. And that what a woman! That's amazing. That's the story of Emma Sharp. I can't, I can't believe that people wanted her dead for doing this. Well, it's not even that they wanted her dead so much; they wanted they, her stopped. They but, wanted to stop her at any cost. At any, yeah, but if you're coming at someone with chloroform, yeah. and someone has to walk in front of you with a gun, yeah, how oh, can you imagine the stress? I, it makes me think a lot about like Catherine Switzer, the first woman yes. who ran Boston, mm. and she, um had opposition, but that was nothing compared to what this woman went no, through. No, no. But mind you, it was about 150 or a bit over 100 years but between But can you believe two. it took 150 years to go from this to a woman running a marathon? Over, like, just over 100. Who yeah. the hell? Like, who the hell do these guys think they are? Yes, I know. Why do they think we're so pathetic? <laughs> you know why? Because none of them have given birth. I'll give you the good news is, all of those guys dead. They're all dead. It's true. All their all their children dead. <laughs> Most of their probably all their grandchildren. Yeah, dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So you Good know, riddance. Attitudes die. New attitudes emerge. Yes. And Emma Sharp. Um, so she should be a hero to all endurance athletes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's very cool. What and, a great name, Emma Sharp. Yeah. It's a name for the ages. There's a lot of women called Emma Sharp. When you when you Google it, it's yeah, a common name. Era. But um, so anyway, so she did it. And her husband, I never mentioned this. Yeah. He was a, so when she finished, there was wild celebrations because yeah. it was a bit of a Rocky Balboa situation. Yeah. A lot of men hated that she did it, but also a lot were really behind it. Yeah. And um, and obviously lots of women were behind it, but also many women were against it. Yeah. It's like you know, but and this is the um. The husband was ashamed, ashamed oh. that, of his wife's accomplishment. Really? And so when she was finishing up her 1,000th mile, yeah. he was hiding in the pub, <gasps> absolutely ashamed that his wife was, particip- was, was, dis- was 
like a disgrace to him and, and to to women. And but you know what happened? She made I think they said it was like five hundred guineas yeah. at the time, which was enough for them both to retire from their work yeah. and start their own business. She stayed with him. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it was you divorce. Would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd stay with him, but you'd be all like, "Oh, I'm so tired." You know, I walked a thousand miles. I'm yeah. going to have to have a little lie down. And the, every, have you ever walked a thousand miles? <laughs> no, you haven't, have you? And she'd have it over him because yeah. she's like, I don't know what, I tried to Google what 500 guineas was worth yeah. and I got lots of pictures of big groups of guinea pigs. Oh, right. As you can <laughs> So I'm, I was, I need a little bit more research, but 500 guineas was a lot of money. It's, well, if 25,000 people are coming to watch you yeah. finish and they're paying someone yeah. to get in. So the pub made a roaring trade. So yeah. The, um, I should mention that I did, like doing research on this was really interesting but hard yeah. because there's a lot of inconsistencies across like the information yeah. for about this. Um, but also um, it's a very deep history. There's yeah. so many people worth mentioning. Yes. Um, and I, I think it, uh, one of my main resources was a podcast that I've listened to called uh, Forgotten Australia. Oh, okay. And I highly recommend it to anyone. And they – it's not just about ultra distance events, but it talks extensively about pedestrianism in Australia. Wow! And um, because there was numerous Australian women yeah. and men yeah. that did it. Yeah. And I know beyond this, there's um, it's worth researching that there was I think there was a woman or a couple of women that ended up doing going a thousand miles wasn't enough. Yeah. And so they went to fifteen hundred miles. Wow! In in um. Yeah, just continued on. And so oh. there was one woman I recall who was, um, she had like six children. She yeah. was like, she, she was in her. You do it to get away from She them, was in her you? 40s. So she was relatively old. Yeah. You know, and like. But 40s. She, she well, just did it. children would have had children. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. that That's the, pedestrianism is wild and I'm, it needs to be talked about more because it's basically like, um, yeah, it's. It's very interesting. They yeah. didn't have any carbon-plated shoes back then. There was no tailwind, no, no, they, no Morton gels. Lucky they had anything other than hobnail boots, really, aren't they? Yeah. And, wow. Um, but yeah, I, what I, would they eat? They'd just go into the pub and eat chips. Did that, what did people eat back then? Did they eat chips? I'm going to say they ate potatoes. Potatoes. Lots of, yeah. Well, that's good. That's a high, good, good, good source of carbs. Yeah. Probably beer and, and, and various yeah. ales and uh, ciders. I, wouldn't have been I wouldn't be surprised if she was drunk for a lot of the time when she was walking. Yeah. 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 Because you need to keep your strength up. And beer got a lot of good things in it. Yeah. And, you know, 90 minutes, I think the hardest thing about doing that is the fact that it goes for six weeks. Oh. Yeah, that's all you do. Such an incredibly long, and they couldn't just put a podcast in and go for a walk. Yeah. Oh, having a, oh, just, it makes me feel nauseous just thinking about it. Having to do it for six whole weeks, but then also having to have your wits about you the whole time that someone's <laughs> not poisoning your gruel or throwing hot embers on your pants. Yeah. Oh, that's, my goodness. And that's it. That was fun. Well, that has given me a lot to think about. Yeah. So thank you very much. So next time you're out and you and you're doing an ultra, yeah, and you think this is hard, this sucks. Yeah. Just remember, you're not Emma Sharp. No, you don't you're, have to protect yourself. You don't have to carry a gun. Yeah. And you're not. You're not. No one's trying to come at you with chloroform. 
<laughs> It'd probably make the race more interesting, though, wouldn't it? If yeah. you were just running along and then every now and then someone jumped out of the bushes at you. Yeah. And get your adrenaline. I often think um, that they should allow um, – it should be a combat sport in, yeah. a, in a marathon. Yeah. There should be combat kilometres Yeah, where, like, say, for example, like kilometre 15 – for that kilometre only, yeah, you can punch the shit out of your competitors, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, like, so dragging it down to like the like the first marathon that ever that ever occurred or something, where someone was like, "I'm going to beat you by hook or by crook, and when I get to you, I'm just going to kick the shit out of you and keep running." Yeah, well, you know, imagine that if you go, okay, kilometre fifteen's coming up, and you you just. You know, you could just go, this guy's catching me. I'm yeah. going to let him catch me and then I'm just going to kick Stick him in. the foot out. Kick him in the balls. Yeah. Or punch him. Clothesline you know? him as he goes past. Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, like, it's a non-contact sport and you see it all the time just at the Tokyo Marathon. Just, oh, yeah, where they're jostling as they're coming. Well, the guy that was leading ended up winning. He, he didn't hold his line. You're supposed to hold your line. And he yeah. kept moving across and sort of muscled the other guy out of the way and yeah. it's sort of bad sportsmanship uh, he may have won anyway but i think that he should have been um he should have been fined or maybe even disqualified disqualified what yeah. was because if he's doing that at the finish line where everyone can see him what's he been doing the whole time yeah probably nothing who yeah. knows what was that race where right at the finish line the other guy muscled the guy out of the way the turkey race the it, turkey in truck? america they have the the 5k turkey trucks 5K. there's a couple of amateur runners and they were battling not for first place they were battling for like fifth place oh and there's a guy coming up behind and the guy in front actually shoulder barged him into a barrier Whoa. but that guy was disqualified oh, good and he um was banned from racing for like a couple of years yeah was, what did the winner of that race get like a million dollars or something no but i mean i understand they get a pushing they'd probably get a turkey it's a very american thing but anyway mm. but that is the that is a side jog do you have anything to that add? Is, no, I have nothing to add to that. Nothing to add? I'm going to go and think about it for a long time. Yeah. You're going to go walk for, for for a mile? I'm going to walk maybe I'm going to walk 1.4 kilometres later on. That's one. That's not a mile. No, it's not. But, it, but that's how far it is to go and pick the kids up from school and bring them home. <laughs> well, you should leave early. <laughs> and do an extra 200 metres. Yeah, put on your hobnail boots, grab your handgun <laughs> and... um. And I'll see and you. And expect the unexpected. If you want, I can walk in front with my imaginary shotgun. Oh, brilliant. Just to No, I want you to run ahead and be like Kato and like jump out of things at me. With chloroform? If Look, if you can get your hands on some chloroform, I'm down for a nice nap. All right. Mm. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. Mm.